There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. I don't feel good. We're all going to be doing that. Hunch and plumbing coming up on uh, Thursday evening, Friday morning. Uh, Turkey Day's here. I just I saw an alert on the news screen I was looking at that said, be prepared to get to the airport four hours early. Oh. I don't like my family that much. I don't either. And I'll also tell you this. Nuh-uh. Never necessary. Ever. Ever, ever. You'll get there four hours early and you'll be sitting in your gate for two and a half hours. There's no reason for four hours early. Then the the flight gets canceled. Yeah, the good news is there's no real weather issues. But still, four hours early is just, for some reason, the airport wants you milling around buying stuff. Maybe that's it. all I can figure with that four hours early thing. Yuck. Two hours, you'll be fine. They'll rush you right through. If you're waiting, if you, I mean, what's the four? So you get there four hours early. They're telling me that the line to get through security is two and a half hours long? Yeah. Uh-uh. And then once you get through, then you still just, have other planes to unload and people waiting to get look, on another plane. Bottom line. If you need us to be there four hours early, I tell you, you need to streamline your f-ing operation. <laughs> it's no longer our fault. Don't tell me to get there earlier. Sit down on an off day and figure out how to speed that up. Lift the ban on box cutters. Let them through. <laughs> yeah, let, every, let everything through. Uh, look, Penn and Teller had a great thing a long time ago that said, uh, all you have to do is uh, kiss a guy and eat some bacon. That's it. That's the security test. If you kiss a guy and eat some bacon, because let's be honest, most of the time that's what's going to be a problem on a plane. And if somebody refuses to kiss a guy and eat the bacon, they can't fly. (laughs) Unbelievable four hours. I don't know anyone in my life that is worth four hours. And that's like calling me saying, uh, come get me. It's a four-hour drive. No way. I don't like you that much. I don't like anyone. I won't go to Gilbert for people. It's too far. I'm going to have to make exceptions to go, you know, outside of my five-mile radius. There's no reason to. You know how many great things I pass to go to Gilbert? 
Uh, it's a like if we're going to go to if I even your house is too far in Mesa if you're like hey come have drinks with me at this bar in Mesa I'm like you know how many great bars I pass to get to the bar you want to go to why am I being paid no well then I'm not going you're visiting your friend John no friend worth it move closer <laughs> if we were good friends you'd want to be closer to me <laughs> you've moved away you've you've sent me the signal that I'm uh, you, you want to be far from me I'll help you with that. Yeah, you want to scoot way out there to Gilbert, you've made a decision in life to get away from us normals and start living out there. That's it is fine. a commitment. Oh, it's a commitment, all right. It's a different animal. It's a planet. I don't want to be out there. I'm not going all the way out there for anything. I better be a, a specialist for my cancer or uh, that's it. That's the only reason I'd go. Come out to Gilbert for some food. Why? Biking? How much food's in between there? No. You do some trails out nope. there. Ask him. <laughs> you guys want to go out there? No. I have a trail right behind my house. Why am I driving to Hell's Half Acre to figure out to ride with guys that are going to just crush me anyway? I'm not interested in that. We went out to Gold Canyon one time with the guys from Action Ride Shop, and I had, had a panic hear him bitching the whole time. I had an anxiety 30 miles. the whole way. A, I'm up before 8 yeah. on a weekend, which is insanity. Uh, I'm about to ride bikes, which I don't want to do in the morning at all. I'm meeting new people. And my whole way in, I'm like, I'm having a panic attack, right? I'm, I'm starting to have anxiety to the point where I don't want to go. I just hate this. I hate leaving my house. I'm not driving all the way. And it was a four-hour drive to Gold Canyon to ride bikes. I got a trail in my backyard. It was a beautiful trail, though. It was. Stunning photography. And you know what I could have gotten out of that? Pictures from you. <laughs> Didn't have to wake up early. Yeah, four hours at the airport, though. That tells me something's wrong with the airport, not that I need to make concessions. The airport, the airlines, they need to make concessions. Start telling me you can't figure this out. You scheduled the flight for 2.30. You want me to be there at 10.30? They just need that 10% to do that. <laughs> That's why they announced crazy? that. Crazy? <laughs> it's like photo radar. You're only talking to scared old people that are actually going to listen. But the, honestly, what if everybody did it? What if we all finally complied, unlike COVID, which we know is impossible? What if we all finally said, all right, four hours, that seems reasonable, and we all showed up four hours early for our flights? Craziness. Just a bottleneck of nuttiness at every at the Four Peaks, at the Matt's Big Breakfast. There'd be just people milling. There'd be nothing but crowds of people at the food. Not enough sandwiches at that Dilly's convenient. Oh. Uh, <laughs> inconvenient. Yeah. It's an inconvenient mart at that point. <laughs> Kiosk. It's a two-hour wait to get my, my cruddy coffee crumb cake. Well, they told us to get here at 10.30. My flight's at 2.30. I could have actually driven to wherever I'm going just as fast as standing around here. Maybe they are trying to get some of the restaurants more biz. That's got to be. That's outside the, the terminal. only right thing I can figure is when they made restaurants malls, or uh, uh, airports, when they made airports malls, they started to tell us that they just can't get us through the line fast. So you got to show up like three hours early. Every time I've done it, even on busy weekends and shown up at that airport, I got an hour to kill. I hate the airport. I used to have to travel with my mom, and she was she was still under that whole thing where they were saying, you got to get there two hours ahead of time. She's oh. like, she's like, you know, we'd be on a noon flight. And she's like, we got to be there at 10. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm not, not going to be there at 10. <laughs> no, we're not doing I'll, that. I'll meet you there. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. I will, I will get there before the plane leaves. Yeah. That's all that needs to happen. That is literally all that needs to happen. You're not helping TSA. And if anybody from TSA calls and says, you're really doing us a favor if you just help. No. Do your job better. Open it, some yeah. more lines yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Do your job better. I don't know how many times I've been standing there going, can I go over there? Nobody's manning that one. Huh. 
Seems to be a lady doing her emery board on her nails over there. She doesn't seem to be doing much. It's like break. It's like Walmart, 90 aisles and then three open. Two guys, yeah. (laughs) On break. Why are you on break? All you do is watch TV. It ain't no TV. It's better than TV. It's my personal belongings. You get to see dildos, and all you're doing is looking for something that's shaped like a gun. You'll see maybe one a day. On break. Too hard. All right. At this point, I want to bring a weapon in. Four hours. You're insane. Especially if you got family that like lives in California or You're something. Driving. It's like I'm driving. driving. It's gonna. I'll be there sooner. You, you think about it. Four hours there, and then the, the airports in California are asking for a couple hours. You get oh, yeah. seven, Vegas, eight hours. Just, California, oh, all yeah. those little one hour flights. Yep. JSX. I'll tell you. Shh. I know. Oh, I shouldn't man. say a word about it, but JSX. It's the future. Well, the more JSX does, the more they'll get copied. That's my hope. Yeah. JSX is so great, and I don't want them to go away as they are this quiet little thing in the corner costs a little extra but man is it worth it no airport to deal with show up and in five minutes you're in the plane and they're looking at you like you know they're like is there no the one time i went there there's no security at all here none you walk through a metal detector my bags they go through a thing yeah and the guy seemed upset and they're looking at him like you're gonna hijack a jsx flight with 15 people on it your organization will get no attention for this. It's like the stupidest Al-Qaeda movie. We can, they kill over 15 people. Oh, we can do that every weekend at a Walmart. We're shooting up everything as it is. Don't worry about it. Taking planes out. It's so good. And they look at you like, you're insane. Nobody hijacks planes. It's like one out of a trillion travelers ever tries to do any damage on a plane. We waste our time with that false security, still trying to stop 9-11. The day the nine twelve was when it all went crazy. I used to fly every week, twice a week, pre nine eleven, and I would run to the gate. <laughs> just, barely, just barely made it. Your OJ flights at seven o five. Flights at seven o five. It's seven o three. I'm walking right in, and they were like, "Wow, that's a nine eleven happened." And then we tried to stop nine eleven after it happened by putting all the you know parameters up just in case. And for a little while, it made sense because we didn't know if they were done. They're done. What would you rather do? Go to the airport in a reasonable amount of time and take your chances that it gets hijacked and thrown into the side of a mountain. Or wait for four and a half hours at the Four Peaks trying to get one beer. Taking my chances. I'll take my chances with hijackers. I, I'm, I'm judgy. I'm a bigot. I'll walk on and I'll go, I bet you he's one. You know, I, I can pretty much spot who I think is the, the swarthy Middle Easterner that's probably going to take down my plane. I know what to look for. And if I get surprised and it's some, you know, Gilbert mom and her kid and they take the plane down, I'm like, well, who saw that coming? <laughs> Nobody's going to. No, you just tip your cap. Yeah, you tip your cap. It was a hell of a pitch. I got caught. I was looking for a fastball. You threw me a slider and I'm halfway out on it. I'm like, you got me. You handcuffed me. It's like playing badminton. Sometimes your feet don't work and you get that weird. You're just swinging like you're chasing butterflies. Conversion. The odds of it being someone you didn't expect as a thing is so low. But yeah, like you said, tip your cap. Sorry, yeah. Gilbert family. I didn't see you guys taking an entire uh, commercial jet down. But they were great neighbors. I'll tell you what. The first thing I do is lift my uh, vodka soda double, look at the person next to me and go, you know what? Good news is we didn't wait four hours to get hijacked. <laughs> they, they got us in the plane real quick. So we're going to be landing a little early and not where we thought, but it's been a, ru- it's been a fun run, kids. I think I'd rather fly Al-Qaeda Air than wait four hours at the airport. 
We have specialty flights for all of you, Al-Qaeda Air. I'm flying Al-Qaeda Air. Get here 10 minutes before the plane. We don't even check. I'm like, all right. Everybody just climbs on wheel wells. It does not matter. Afghani uh, evacuation airline. Okay, I'd fly that before I'd wait four goddamn hours at Sky Harbor. The uh, Leonard Skinner plane's taking off in five <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. if you want to get on that the, one. The, 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 chances. The Richie Valens <laughs> Big Bopper jet's about to go. Okay, yeah, na- they've named airports after people who died in crashes. I'm fine with that. We don't have a security check. What are you? Big Bopper, Richie Valens Air. La Bamba, let's do this. <laughs> He just play his music the whole time. And just to further the excitement, we're going to play the final words said by the pilot of the La Bamba flight as he screams in his terror before it goes out on that field in Kansas. Totally fine with that. And you get those smug bastards that have that TSA pre-check that walk right past it all. Oh, those pricks. But again, you got to pay extra. And that's how I know it's all business-related. They'll put you in that cattle hurting Disney ride line for hours and say, another $100, you could have walked right over here and gotten right through. So it's not about security. It's about your money. It's never been about keeping the plane secure. It's always about if you're willing to kick in a little extra. We don't think Al-Qaeda would ever do TSA pre-check. <laughs> I don't know, you just have to send them a couple of questionnaires. Eh, I'm not going to hijack the plane. And uh, Basically, they're asking, are you American and not radicalized? Geez, that's a tough one to get around. Yes. I know Kaida guy's like, oh, they ask if you're radicalized or have been in a... What do I say? I don't want to be dishonest. <laughs> Just check yes. Lie to them. Oh, this is tough stuff. The, the, you know, TSA pre-check. I think some Al-Qaeda could get through that too. Let people have a regular travel day, airlines. You're killing us. And speaking of airlines... This Flava Flav situation with Spirit Airlines has me so confused in so many different ways. Flava Flav is in a fight with Spirit Airlines. And Southwest stepped up and said, you can fly with us anytime. And he got excited about it. And all I thought was, how bad are things for Flava Flav right now? <laughs> that his choices are Spirit and Southwest. This dude is... Spent public- some of his money. It okay, like. he's part of Public Enemy. Sell a clock. <laughs> Yeah, he should have plenty of those. You should have a couple clocks of value that eBay should eat alive and will get you on a regular plane. But the like getting booted off of Spirit Airlines for life or whatever, banning them. I don't know what the fight was. I'm like, why were – and everybody that said it, Flavor Flav and Spirit Airlines are in a fight. Like, why is he on Spirit Airlines at all? I'd be embarrassed if I was him. I'd be like, shut up, shut up. I'm not Flavor Flav. Shut up, boy! He's like, you are Flavor Flav. We can tell by that noise you make. But then Southwest says, you can fly with us. And he's like, yeah! I'm like, you know about the other flights. You know, like, private and... Well, you know, you notice Chuck D isn't flying I, Spirit. Yeah, he's just yeah. like, what's this fool doing? Chuck D is like, <laughs> own Spirit Airlines. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Flav, where's your money? Like, so we're, we're finding out through these stories that Flav's about broke. And that's not surprising. He doesn't look like an accountant or the smartest man on the planet. He may have wasted a few dollars on clocks. She said his uh, net worth is around two million. Which yeah, you check that site all the time. That's, I don't. Buy well, there's anyway. multiple that you'll go, right. but whoever that thing has me on there at five million. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I'd like to see where they're getting their numbers, and I'd like that money, please. That would be lovely. People email me a lot. Not all of us have $5 million. Oh, you just net worthed me, didn't you? You just Googled it. Well, it's not correct. 
Because I'll say something stupid, and they'll be like, five million, because he's got five million. The Webernets told me. Nope. But evidently, I'm doing better than Flavor Flav, because I wouldn't Man. fly Spirit Airlines and, and haggle with them. Spirit Airlines seems reasonably priced. I don't think I'd go on there and bitch about anything. I'd just keep my low profile and be like, I'm on Spirit Airlines, and no one can know. Spirit Airlines is, you know, it's a very reasonable airline, but it's kind of like a fat girl. You don't really want people knowing that you're riding it. He must be in a town that just has, that's the only one that has a direct flight or something. Yeah. Well, Rockford, Illinois? Why is yeah, he going there? Exactly. I'm, all, I'm all about Spirit Airlines discounting. I think they're great because they'll, they'll, they're the same. They'll get you right on, get you right off. But well, cause I'm not even, bragging about it. Even Al-Qaeda's like, ah, we're, yeah, we're not, not dominating those good. poor people. It's, it's Spirit. <laughs> right. We're, we're not even going to ride that. <laughs> That should be. That's a great line. Spirit Airlines, Al Qaeda won't even ride it. Yeah, that's a good pitch. I'm no TSA on there. there. We don't need TSA. Look, Al Qaeda doesn't even know we're a thing. And they'll get you there, man. It's like a yellow cab. Yeah, they get you in, they get you out, and you're done. And they get it's efficient. Boom, boom, boom. Anything extra? Yeah. But I don't want to go climbing out of a plane and have TMZ at the other end of it. Like, what are you doing? Keeping up appearances. You're not climbing off that big yellow tube. But, yeah, so that's a fun one. And then the other thing in the news that I'm loving right now. So this uh, paycheck protection program that went on throughout COVID, which uh, businesses that wanted to, you know, we basically just gave out money to say, hey, keep paying people. It was a good program. Idea was a good program uh, to say, just here's some money for a business. You apply for it. We'll get it back later in other ways. three times. Well, yeah, some people some can do business. it, but still, it didn't really matter. The idea was, the idea behind it was keep people afloat while this thing has shut. The government said you have to shut your business down, and to their credit, they said if you shut it down, we're going to help you stay afloat. We can't shut you down and put you out of business. That's not right. So they had this objective to do that. Then the PPP loans went out and businesses took the, – the research on them says that three-quarters of the money never went to where it was supposed to go. It was all – like that's seventy five percent of that trillion dollars. That's huge. That just went wherever. And then you got the Tom Brady's of the world who took it for TB twelve and really wealthy people that didn't dive into their own pockets to pay their employees. Um, and it pissed people off. But that's what you do when you give away free money. There's going to be corrupt nonsense every time. Uh, but the news here locally cannot get enough. Of I mean, if they said seventy five percent of the money didn't go where it's supposed to. Uh, then, you know, there's a lot of stories out there. But they're focused in on one boxing gym in here in Scottsdale because one of the dudes who uh, ran it is Jenna Jameson's ex-husband, and he does porn. So he, he teaches your kids boxing during the day, and then I think he probably f***s your mom at night. <laughs> That's basically, he's like, he's, he's a porn guy. And the news is like, and it's so salacious. Did a porn star take from the PPP program? Like probably, probably a, a bunch of them, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, but it wasn't the porn thing. He was doing it for his boxing yeah. gym. So this other guy's that was like co-owner with him goes to the news. They won't let this one go. It's been on there every day because it's I forget his name. He was uh, Jenna Jameson's husband. They got divorced. Coug- oh no, Coogler's the guy who was fingering broads in Mexico. <laughs> uh, I forgot his name, but yeah. So they're the Channel Three will not stop, and the headlines are just so. Ooh, like porn guy makes money. A Scottsdale business partner accuses porn star of profiting from PPM loans in a pandemic. 
Uh, and he had a, you know, the Jay Gardina or that's something. That's a like gr- that. Grindinha. It's yeah. like really, yeah. It's a, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, it's a Jay Gardinha. Uh, he said they'd known him for a while. He was in there. He took care of the boxing gym. The guy that had the boxing gym was like, I need help. He comes in. He picks up the tab for a little bit. He gets the PPP loans. And, uh, you know, he keeps here for himself, doesn't really throw some checks that direction, just like everybody else, evidently, who did this loan. But because he's a porn star. Ooh, it's extra bad. And the only thing Channel 3, Arizona's family, is hoping for is video of him hosing somebody and throwing PPP money in the air. That's all. So am I. Me too. (laughs) That's why I watch this stuff. It's great. Salacious story. But uh, he took out $60,000. The loan had the other guy's name on it. But uh, he's basically saying this guy took it all. You're in business with a porn star. Chances are the guy's not on the up and up all the way around. That's, That's, you know. His I don't par- trust his partner saying he took the money. Well, or- the dude that ran it evidently ran into trouble, and this guy, ba- the porn star guy, kind of bailed him out, and then he took the PPP loan to keep it together. And it was the the names are confused on the paperwork, and he's telling on him. But it's called Pound Jim, <laughs> and it's J I M. Of course, no, it isn't. It's G Y M. But it would be Pound Jim. Uh, that would be great. That would be awesome. But they're like. Uh, the only reason they care is because the how many businesses in this city scammed that PPP system, and the only seventy five seventy five percent of the money didn't yeah. go where it's supposed to, and they're focused in on the one dude who puts his wiener in chicks for money, and he was married to Jenna Jameson, so there's a chance you get pictures of her. Somehow she gets lumped into this. They've been divorced for a long time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, my business could be double what it is. This porn star stole from me. They're only yeah. married three years. Right. It's not. Here's my advice to everybody, and I'm no, again, I didn't go to business school. I'm not from Wharton, but uh, if a guy comes to you and says, hey, I want to start a business with you, I'm like, oh, yeah, what is it? Uh, I want to start a gym. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, what kind? Oh, it's boxing and training, and we're going to do some stuff. All right, all right, what's your background? Porn? Nope, not going to do business with you. I think it's a pretty easy, uh, it's an easy out to say this, this guy is a porn star who wants to go into a business that isn't related to porn. Now, flip it around and say, hey. I want to start hosing honeys on the side in uh, Steve Kimes' bus down in Mexico with a couple of the coaches. Oh, yeah, what's your history? I used to produce porn. This is exactly the guy you want for that job. Perfect. I'm not going to try to start a business roofing houses because my resume would not back that up. What did you do? Well, I was a pretty successful morning show host. What does that have to do with roofing houses? I don't know. You want to do it or not? No. That's a dumb business decision. So he got into business with a porn star. Turns out he's a porn star more than he is a, a boxing trainer. Of course you're going to have some shady money dealings. Of course. It's porn. It's not necessarily the most up-and-up biz on the planet until you get to the higher-ups. The porn stars themselves, they can be uh, bought and sold with peepees. That's pretty much it. Watch Boogie Nights. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Boogie Nights. There you go. That should be shown in Wharton Porn College. <laughs> here's what we do in porn this is what usually happens to people in porn when's the last time you saw uh, a special about a retired porn star just rolling in dough it's like man is that what a lucrative business they retire they got out early they're traveling the world not many well you could say maybe there's a reason why they wouldn't put that up there because they don't want to make it like media who wouldn't want to shine a light on 
Why not? They shine a light on it every chance they get. The word porn, they don't care. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't show the success from the porn career. It's they left porn and became successful. What if they, that's what my point is. Yeah, they'd be all over that. Because Brady, very rarely do you leave porn because you're so successful that you can just stop. You usually have to do something else. Janet Jameson even left porn and started doing nudie bars, which is a nice step away from porn. It's like, oh, she knows her business around naked people. If you go into business with somebody who used to be in porn, it better still be kind of naked. It can't be clothed or, you know, Mennonite clothing or anything. You have to go back into like, look, you're a porn person. This is what you know. Your brain doesn't operate like all of our brains. Jenna was a good businesswoman and it evidently wasn't. She kind of got sideways on a bunch of stuff too. But she was married to this dude for three years. But again, Brett Vesley saying he's going to do a new company uh, where it's, you know, vegan noodles and sauces i'm like nope he doesn't know his way around that it's gonna he's gonna I need lose some ppp it. money yeah it comes back to the integrity of what you do versus what you say you want to do prove yourself in the world of the boxing gym and evidently he had done some stuff but he threw some cash at it but uh take money from a porn it's like what they say when you see a friend dating a former hooker she used to be a prostitute you know yeah yeah but she's she's good now and then that old phrase comes up you can't turn a prostitute into a housewife. And it never end, that's never untrue. It's the same thing as you don't uh Mr. Hannah. You don't where you eat. You don't bang people at your work. That is tried and true. Shots aren't in your face. It is 0% good. Some people will have success, but even still it's a terrible idea. You just don't where you work. You don't. It almost always bites you. And, and not just you, the people around you. I mean, most of the time, people that rule's in place at work for us. It's more for, like, you and I. If Larry started dating Jill downstairs, sorry, Jill, but if Larry started <laughs> dating Jill downstairs, it would make it really weird for us when Jill comes to her senses and they break up and they're still here. That's why the rule's in place. Not because you're going to screw your life up. It's for when you guys aren't together and now there's camps in the house. There's the it, Jill um, camp and the Larry camp. It's, it's in a radio. Fact. It kind of enhances the element, though. The office oh, area. Great drama. Yeah. yeah, sure. But that's the other thing it's designed to stop is all the potential backstabbing <laughs> yep. drama and all that. That's the only reason that's a rule. But those are real. You don't go in business with somebody who used to be in porn. You can't turn a hooker into a housewife, and don't sh- where you eat. I mean, I'm not easy. a dad. But I just became father of the year with that advice. You should you should throw that to Kirby today. Kirby Derbs, time to sit down and chat about some life stuff. Ah, uh, Daddy, what do we have today? Sound like we're going to have a wonderful daddy-daughter chat, huh? This is wonderful. Excuse me. First and foremost, don't go into business with a porn star. Probably wasn't going to, but you're right. Next, next query. Second thing, you can't turn a hooker into a housewife. I don't know that that was going to be a problem. Excuse me. Finally, don't poop where you eat. I don't know what that means. Well, first off, don't take food into the bathroom. That's real. <laughs> and don't date people you work with. But you know what, Kirby? You don't have to worry about it. You're never going to have a job. Daddy will take care of you forever and ever and ever. Going to keep her in that bubble. I'll never have to leave the home. Is a marvelous daddy. Oh, sorry. I have a feeling Kirby's never going to have to work. 
No woman of mine's going to work, said Brady. Said <laughs> my wife. You get to work. Kirby's never going to have a You know, job. you're right, DJ Khaled. <laughs> you are going to stay here and be daddy's bestie. Here I got it, pop up. It would work. But yeah, those are that's sound advice. So I don't want to hear it on this thing. The business with a porn star has to be porn or stripping. Not some new venture where they start a restaurant. Because look what happens. The second there's a slip-up, the news just reminds everybody that the business is owned by porn people. You can't shake it. You can never shake it. it fo- it's, all right, watch Boogie Nights. It follows you. No matter what, Don Cheadle wanted, wanted a loan at a bank. Remember the yeah, whole movie? For a stereo that store. He went straight up. He wanted to do a stereo store. Wanted to go into business and open a stereo shop. Couldn't get anybody to get past the fact that he got his money through porn. And he's a porn star, and that's not a real reliable thing. That's it. Because the news will grab hold of it. If you go into business with a porn star and he gets a DUI, porn star and owner of Brady's New Restaurant, like, ah, crap. I love porn, but you don't go into business with those people. You jer- they're good for 15-minute breaks. You jerk off to them, and then you turn them off. The owner of Fastbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We at Fastbacks don't condone the activity of Dick Stinger. Our co-owner, yeah, and his uh, his wife C. Guzzler is not someone that was ever really involved in day-to-day operations. I've made a horrible error. I filed all the paperwork. <laughs> what is your real name, C. Guzzler? It's Letitia. I didn't think it was actually C. I had yeah. no idea L.D. Silver was on the... I didn't know he was in porn. And then my other business partner, the silent one, Butthole Gaper, is uh, not involved at all in this horrible transaction. I'm going to go hang myself for doing this. Don't go into business with porn stars. The real porn names come out when they slip up. You don't want to be part of it. Apparently that guy wound up ending, uh, ended up marrying B.B. Jones, too. No kidding. That's what somebody just emailed. I'll have to look into that, but... He's going to put babies in her? I, I'm looking at Bottom line is, they're fun people to hang out with, but they're Mexico. You don't want to buy real estate there. I got a place down there in Mexico. Terrible idea. Why? You're going to be paying cartel people eventually. Ah, yeah, sure, I already do that. You can't turn a hooker into a housewife. Don't crap where you eat. Don't go into business with porn people. Sorry, porn people. You got your own thing. You can go into business together. I, but you can't do that. That's what it says. Brittany Macklin's husband. That's B.B. Jones. Yeah. I don't know if they're still married, but even still. And look with that. The, the poor dude that went into business with him. Now is B.B. Jones. Like I said. He had a trend. Here's C. Guzzler. Here's, C. Guzzler is now, oh, yeah, his wife is also in porn, and I went into business with him, and now my life is tied to them. And don't again, don't think this is a me admonishing. I love porn. It's a good thing. It's advanced technology beyond anything we could imagine. We're shooting stuff to Mars, and porn is involved. There's a reason why we get so much technical advancement, and that's the uh, billions of dollars. In 10 years, you're going to be porn. getting porn on the moon. Probably they'll be able to like be able to shoot it up there and watch it like a big screen movie, the way we're going. But porn has advanced us, and people who want to argue with that can just jump off a cliff because it has advanced technology. A business that big has made your phone faster all that 4K video, thank you, porn. This thing in my hand, not this thing, but the other thing, the phone, <laughs> this phone in my hand, 
the, the stream machine. The streaming that you've gotten is strictly based on the idea that we wanted our porn to happen faster. We didn't want to watch videos of babies spitting up faster. We didn't care about that. But once porn got involved, let's go. Download speeds. You think Cox Cable's a coincidence? Cox Internet with the faster download speeds. Get into business with Cox. Oh, I see what you're doing. Smart. Now you want more G? Yep. You want it to go even faster so your kids can play games? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's no other need to have speedy internet other than your kids playing virtual tennis. So after 5G, we're going to get 5D or what? Oh, yeah, there's 5D out there already. <laughs> yeah, adult uh, internet speeds are, that's all you care about. Download and stream faster. I know what you're talking about. And we all want that. You don't want to sit and wait with half wood in your hand while this thing's buffering. You want it now, and we got it now, thanks to porn. So you go into porn with porn people. You don't go into regular business with them. That's it. Period. End of story. And I don't want to hear from a single one of you. My wife and I met at work, and it was wonderful. Great. You're the one percenters. It's a terrible idea. Even when you did it, it was a terrible idea. I was with someone at work. My ex-wife and I, before we got married, were dating at work. And I'll tell you what, during that time, I was one of the worst employees in that building. Using that intercom system with codes to go get BJs and hidden spaces in the building. She missed stuff because I was busy, you know, plowing it in a women's stall. Nobody even knows, but I was like, all right, uh, 10, 12, 5. <laughs> then she'd drop everything. The next thing you know, we're in some alley. Gah, 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 missing work and being pigs. Well, if you ever heard, banana. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was like football plays. Yeah. <laughs> C5, 3, XZ, uh, run right, 2. Meet me in the staircase. You know that old staircase in the back there at the zone? Yeah. I, more of my As scene. a regular Look, attendance? If, if you water that staircase, like 15 me's pop up in little flower form. I'm all over that thing. She got in trouble because she's like, where'd you go? We had an event. She was getting hosed out by the pr- production dork in the back corner. It was gross. We were bad employees. And then she moved on to another job and everything got better. By the way, when we were in fights, the workplace was different. We had mutual friends. My buddy Colin was like, oh, God, now I can't go in there and talk to her. No, she's mad at me, which means she's mad at you for knowing me. It's all bad. I was over two. Yeah, you don't do it. It's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. It's, it's for restaurant people. Low-level restaurant people bang each other, get pregnant, get their garnished the hostesses wages. And cooks hostesses and, and like cooks. And then Brady knows. Had a cook bang one of his waitresses, got her pregnant, and then they're garnishing wages. You have to. It's the way it works. <laughs> The only way those randomly show up too from the uh, uh, payroll tax or whatever the garnishes, yeah. yeah. So, so he has three kids, yeah. One of them's with our waitress, <laughs> and she's mad at him now and wants money, yeah. Terrible. So, it's just for uh, that, but don't bang each other at work, it's gross. But the news can't get enough of that. Porn star owns a business, want to see it? We sent Yetta Gibson out to that. In some clothes that might get her laid. That's in Gary Harper to that one, are you? Send one of your hotties. Holly Bach is standing live with the porn guy. This could get good. <laughs> Holly Bach 
I'm going to call you holy. 69 on yeah. your side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Holly Buck outside the boxing gym where porn guys are inside. Let's take a look. We get it, Arizona's family. You're all just about kids watching the TV. Can't get enough of you, though. Have you looked into your PPP loans? <laughs> no, but I've looked into my PP, and it's about to smack you across the face. Oh, Holly, <laughs> taking one for the shorts. Ooh. Anyway, what are you going to do? But that story is just, every day, I'm like, there's no, there's no story here. The guy was crooked with a PPP loan like everyone else. He just happened to be in porn. They won't stop talking about it. It's, it's every day. Send my man Ian Schwartz over there. I always do that with Ian. Poor Ian, is the, he's Jewish, and last year I made fun, and I said, Ian, I noticed that around the holidays, it's Ian Schwartz' big Jew festival. I sent him out making latkes, and like he's doing bagels this blue and, lights yeah. and bagels, and he's like, I hadn't paid attention to it, but you're right. I'm Jew reporter. <laughs> and I said, yeah. So the next thing you know, they're going to start pushing you around. doing. So this year, I was up on uh, Saturday, and Ian was hosting, or Sunday. And uh, they had him doing Christmas toys, and I'm like, too far, too far the other way. Pushing it. Like they're pushing you the other direction. He goes, I know. Because they thought of that, too. Can we send Larry out as our on-the-street reporter during Absolutely. Hanukkah? Absolutely. Hanukkah news. <laughs> Larry McFeely, Hanukkah news. I Gavalt, the sales. <laughs> Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? All right. Uh, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Get away from them relatives this weekend and hit the trails. You need to get some rental bikes. You need a new bike. You need all the gear. Or if you want to head up north because the snow is starting to get there, uh, get all your stuff over there at Action Ride Shop. ActionRideShop.com and also follow them on all the socials. Uh, we got Clutch on the list, mm. STP, Faith No More, Nirvana, Psycho Stick, Gojira, Authority Zero, Five Finger Death Punch. Just got a, factory. Terror. got a request from uh, Shanna Eakin. She said, I hope you get your dream Thanksgiving someday of uh, Turkey on the X in Dallas. By the way, I count now. I've been listening to the live stream. I have to fill in the blanks with the podcast. California does daylight savings and I live there. Can I hear Malvo's trunk for the wake up? <laughs> we'll, just, we'll put her on the list, Malvo's trunk. I don't know. We got Miles to Nowhere's requested up there, too. Oh, we do? Yeah. Is Miles to Nowhere something we should consider playing? <laughs> I mean, I could. <laughs> People came up singing that to me last night. I had a guy, this old dude comes up, he's got a beard, and he looked at me, he goes, hey, Holmberg. I'm like, what? I love you and you love cake. And I'm like, that's not. I love you and you Captain Sarcasmo said, thank God for Miles to Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Captain Sarcasmo was the bassist in one of the bands that played last night. We didn't know that. Which was crazy. Yeah. And I went up and told him afterward, I'm like, dude, every note, you missed every note in your song. You I know, me? I know. And I'm like, it's a producer. A producer's got to tell you. And he goes, yeah. Uh, the guy I had to do it as a friend of mine, and I, you're right. I needed to be told. Well, then, some friend. Well, then his girlfriend or wife is sitting at the bar, and he goes, "He did it all himself." And he just looked at her like, "You bitch!" I was out of this. The guy, the guy. I was. I had a good one. Now I look like an idiot. But it was pretty great. But you're right. He's the thank God for Miles. I love you, and you don't care. Katie and the Hobbs. Even Melted Coin is saying the same thing. Oh, too. Melted Coin! So happy that that one happened. Katie and the Hobbs. Uh, uh, let's go. Oh man, I would play it if I, we never made it all the way through, and it's only a minute and fifty seconds long. 
That's too long. That's way too much yeah. of that voice. Uh, I don't care, Brett. Let it be your choice today. All right. Let's go. Uh, you know, since uh, all the families are coming into town and people going to the airport, pain is forever from terror. I like that one. Pick the vagina song by Nirvana. <laughs> pain is forever from terror. I think I can pull it up. Amen to that. And while you're pulling that up, again, the Palladio finalists. Uh, I mean, we had the five last night. Demonic couldn't play, and I was upset about that because we had like that'd have been nice. This was a cool, this was a cool thing, but they're not a band yet. They've just recorded in a studio, and they haven't been able to. Pretty cool. I like that. So Demonic couldn't play, and they they said it last night. And then we had uh, uh, our friends from uh, Tarot Blood play. Bastardized. This song, this song was good. Yeah, they, did, they did. This well, song was good. By then, they had their sound together. But, but man, it was like Metallica doing sound check up there. I'm was, like, Jesus, that was a rough one. And then we had uh, Walk the Plank. From then, it hit me. They shouldn't have been there, and they did a great job. Yeah, that was Brady. Yeah, it was uh, Jack Link's Brady, the giant Brady. Yeah, it's the offspring Brady would have. If he was a full-grown man. Well, some listener came up and actually thought that was Brady on stage, and Brady told him he was fifth. <laughs> and the guy's like, no kidding. And Brady's like, hey, Mama, what are you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> the guy uh, totally bought it. Johnny Lovato, your guy's right. The cool song. It is. It needs to be touched up in the production room a little bit. I felt bad for Johnny. He had no band either. He went up and did it himself. Balls, man. Sang along with his own track. Arsenic Kitchen made my jaw drop. Mm-hmm. I would have paid money to see them sing this uh, live had I not gotten in free last night. This this is a band I would pay to see. They were unreal. They were better live than on the, than on record. Yeah. I told Larry last night. I, I leaned over to McFeely and I'm like, make their dream come true and put them on U Fest because they're ready. They were yeah. tight as a drum. They looked great. Lead singer looks like a Weird Al and Alanis Morissette had a baby. And then Alliance drove all the way over from the res and lit the place on fire with this. Talk about better live. Oh, yeah. They were unbelievably good. I was shocked. crowd sat back like what's happening like there's something special yeah. going on they owned the room they took the room over they're gonna be, i i would make that prediction that alliance will be the one that's in germany playing one of those metal core fests because they're that they're that good that that genre's been there done that to me i hear it all the time and that was the first time i'm like i would pay to see them the energy that they gave and the authenticity it that, wasn't just up there playing a role. They meant it. Man. That singer believed every Everything. word he was screaming and singing. And such a great thing he said between the songs, which was, we're from the res. We don't have stuff like this. Yeah. And I don't know how much that was true or not, as far as like how often they're there. And they were, they were there they were at CB Live in front of hundreds. And uh, they're like, this is amazing. Like, this is why we do this. And they played like they'd played a million times in front of a massive crowd. They, they owned it. Great night, though. So we'll pick a winner before it's all over. I am still kind of torn. 
In the meantime, your family's rolling in. You got a four hour BFing at the airport if you decide to fly today. Uh, it's going to be a disaster over there. I don't know who plans that. It's just people who have to like their families so much that they're willing to put up with the airlines on Wednesday of Thanksgiving week. Tonight ends up being the best night. To fly? Well, not fly, but uh, as far as people in town. How they, so? they call it drinksgiving. Oh, oh, yeah. This is a good night to go out and booze out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is definitely that. Uh, and just avoiding your family for the next four days is the goal. And ironically, you're willing to go to the airport four hours in advance to f- see them. <laughs> Strange. Please uh, tell Joel Holmberg to quit playing that goddamn song. What song? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I love you and you love cake and let's go. I'm the governor. I told him, Joe, sorry. <laughs> if they modify that just a little bit, add Christmas in there, they get it on KZ. Oh, yeah. You don't right. even know that it's not a Christmas song. Yeah. It's like, all right, here it is. It's a... Uh, uh, Jingle nips. I love you and you love <laughs> she drives me bananas. <laughs> I want it in my head. It's an earworm. All right, it's terror, everybody. Pain is forever. And boy, that song screams it to us. It's 98. It's your wake up song. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.